Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Night 10 of the Premier League is in the books. The second phase of the Premier League has begun in the Marshall Arena in Milton Keynes. And again, as always on Premier League Night, some big stories to talk about. Welcome along to Night 10 of the Premier League. This is the Premier League Daily. Day four of all the action in Milton Keynes out of six. We've got two more nights this week and then we're back on Wednesday for four more nights to conclude the league phase and then hopefully going to get some fans in the O2 Arena in London on Thursday, October 22nd. Jonathan Eaton and Jack Garbigarwood alongside you as always to talk some darts. Phil Bars will join us for the Phil Bars take a little bit later on. Uh, Gob, a very, very warm welcome to the Premier League Daily. Um, uh, this is a very bad night for me, I think. Because mm-hmm. you got a lot wrong from what you said last night. 24 hours ago, I said Michael Van Gogh is in a crisis and Glenn Durant is, in the, is, is not the best player in the world. I'm struggling to try and keep the integrity of the tape, but God, I'm going to try tonight. <laughs> yeah, but I've changed my mind on Gary Anderson's darts every 20 minutes. So, you know, you're, you're allowed the odd flip-flop. Yeah, you have to say there's more flip-flops than, than you see on a sandy beach at the moment in time on this show. But that is the nature of the Premier League. Um, we'll, we'll start off, I think, with the big story of the night. And that is the first win in three for Michael Van Gerwen. Uh, he beats Nathan Aspinall uh, by eight legs to six. Now, people will go at me and go, yeah, you know, you said he was in a crisis last night. And, and I just go, yeah, which is, you know, a fair comment to be made. But... I'm going to be honest, it wasn't the, the, the free-flowing Michael Van Gerwen that we normally expect. Both players were off it tonight. Nathan Aspinall was nowhere near his best and still managed to take it to the final leg. And he was 4-1 up as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm not convinced the performance tonight averts what we were saying last night. Yes, it's a win. Yes, it's a step back in the right direction. But in terms of performance and, and level of quality... It, it still wasn't quite there for Michael Van Gerwen. So I'm not going to sit here and, and give you whatever you want to call it for, for yeah. saying that last night, because I still agree, I think, that he is in trouble. That, that's still not the dominating performance we'd expect from him after the results that he's had the last couple of nights. There's still not the fluidity in, in the game, in the action, in, in the confidence or belief of the throw. And... Yes, he he got a result tonight, and that does stem the tide a little bit and, and stops the rot, as you like. But at the same time, I'm still not convinced that that's the world champion Michael Van Gogh that we know. I mean, I mean, here's the thing for me: there were some good out shots. To be fair, from MVG, I'm not going to deny that there were some big, big shots that he took. But Nathan Aspel had chances to win the majority of the legs as well. And it just looked like it was more a case of taking advantage of the opportunity, which of course you have to do. But there's not. But he goes up to second in the table on a one on a plus one leg difference. 
there's still something not right there. It is all about confidence, but, and this is a big but, people can look and go, well, do you know what? Yes, you might not perform well, but sometimes you need that scrappy win to get back into the confidence. Yeah, of course you do. We say that about other players a lot, but it's not something we ever said about Michael Van Gogh and how desperate mm. he is for a victory or for a result or for a win. And tonight he found himself in that situation where he was trying to stop a procession or previous events that we haven't really seen him in that position before. He did it, albeit not convincingly, but these are the opportunities that he now gets to build on that performance and rectify and get back to being the best player on planet Dart. Word on Aspinall, though, um, in this one, he now drops to sixth from where he was third. He's only one point off the playoff places, of course. For him, though, I don't think this is a, that bad of a defeat. Because obviously he's beaten him in Cardiff uh, in night three, beat him 7-5. Then that night he took his chances. Tonight he didn't. And to still take the world number one to the last leg, when you are probably... That's probably the worst I've seen Aspinall play this week. I, I don't think it's that bad of a defeat. I think he'll be more annoyed at the fact that he couldn't get at least a point when Van Gogh was that off. But I still maintain that this is, it isn't a bad defeat for Aspinall. I still maintain he's going to be well fighting for that top four. I agree, but it's an opportunity miss, isn't it? Like, it's not horrific for him. It doesn't cost him an awful lot. But at the same time, you're looking at him going, that was a chance to get one over on Michael Van Gogh. And let's be honest, there are far easier games in the Premier League than there are Michael Van Gogh, even, even in the current form that he's in. So to have an opportunity... To, to beat a player of, of Michael's calibre tonight like he did where he, he wasn't performing to level that we know and expect from him it is an opportunity missed from, from Nathan albeit not too damaging No, I don't think it is too damaging but obviously as you say it's a missed opportunity but he's still only one point off the top four Michael Van Gogh of course goes second in the league after that, defi- uh, after that defeat of Nathan Aspinall. Normally, of course, we would cut to an interview with uh, Michael at this point, but unfortunately, he was feeling under the weather, which could be explaining uh, why uh, he didn't perform that great. He has performed that great over the last couple of days, but he was feeling a bit under the weather. So uh, after his interview with Sky and uh, with uh, RTL, who for our UK listeners are the equivalent of Sky Sports in Holland, uh, he uh, went off to his hotel room to try and rest up. So uh, no Michael van Gerwen on the show tonight so we're going to move it on gob and we're going to talk about uh glenn durrant uh who is top of the premier league has won five of his last six he's won three straight games he's got a 22 uh, plus leg difference he's on 16 points he's basically well he's basically one win away from being there at the o2 and he's guaranteed to be at the o2 if he goes and wins two games he beats to go in price 8-4 tonight. We'll come on to the game a little bit more in detail. Can we go back to the list later. of stats you just listed and, and then you try and convince me he's not the best player in the world right now? Anyone can have a great five days, Gob. Is that look, what you're getting with now, is it? Yeah, that's what I'll go with. Anyone can have a great... You know what? As we said before, if it's your time, it's your time. Uh, no, look, I'm not going to sit here yet and call myself wrong because I will try desperately to try and prove myself not wrong. But to lose one game in 10 in your debut here on the Premier League, like I'm not being serious here for a second, that is ridiculous. Ridiculous form. It's a little bit good, mate. Yeah, it is. I, I'm not going to sit here otherwise. In fact, it's a bit more than a little bit good. It's the form that the best player in the world carries. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not biting. I'm not biting. <laughs> you are. That's the I'm biggest not. part. I could, that's that's the biggest part I could get because you're deliberately trying to not acknowledge it right yeah. now. On Planet Darts, Glenn Durrant is the best player in the world, and I know it's a bit in the moment, reactionary, or all that sort of nonsense that we we call out mainstream media for being in the past, but. Right now, it's true. On current form, Glenn Durant is the best player in the world. There, there isn't a situation in the last few nights where he hasn't won. 
yes, all right, he, he picked up a point against Snakebite, but but that was a that was a quality encounter between the two. So he Apart hasn't from so that, he, he hasn't he hasn't won won ugly. No, no, I don't think well, he, he has. won ugly tonight. He won ugly tonight. When it, when they got a bit of needle and a bit of tension up on stage, I don't won. think he won ugly. I I don't think he won ugly. I think Price just seemed to have dropped off again. Uh, uh, look, I'm, we'll I'm talk not... about Price in a minute because yes, but I mean to win <laughs> when you when your opponent's throwing ninety three, I wouldn't say it's a scrappy game. Oh, it's it a scrappy win for no, the level that he's produced the last few nights. Hundred percent, I would. I mean, I mean Miguel was not produced lower than that the last few nights. You, you tra- even, the, the even the win against Gary Anderson, it, it wasn't. It was convincing, but it was still only a ninety-six. I've ninety-six of hundred one the last two nights. But but that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a scrappy win. Although you look at the checkout stats, Price was four of ten. Does was eight of twenty-three. So he carved that opportunity. He didn't take him. So I mean, if you want to go down that road, that's fine. But I, I, I don't. Th- I mean, to, to to win when you with a ninety-eight point five average, I wouldn't call it scrappy. I just called it very good darts. Consistent. It's consistent without being exceptional. Mm, okay. All right. Okay. If we, we'll go down that road, we'll go down that road. Uh, okay. So Big Weaver does it. He gets four points clear at the top of the table. By the way, that's ridiculous. Going Price though is now three points off the playoffs, and he's. I know he's. He hasn't really been that great. He's, he's won two and lost two so far this week in Milton Keynes. He just didn't look right up on stage tonight, I don't think. I, I, I said it last night, and I'm going to say it again, and actually I'm probably going to call him out a bit more tonight. He is looking for excuses for bad performances. It, it, it's genuinely, the way I'm watching it, like he doesn't want to be there. And he said it in the past, he didn't enjoy the Premier League and all of that. And I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm sort of losing my tether with him because you look at his posts on social media afterwards and, and Corden said that Glenn was heavy stepping on the stage get over it if you're in that mindset where you're noticing those minute things that aren't deliberate that's just the way the stages are built and set up there's absolutely no way Glenn Dorrant is deliberately walking up and down that stage with a heavy foot to try and put going price off doesn't need to if you're deliberately noticing something every single night and you're not happy with something every single night that isn't just the dart you're not in the mind frame to be competing in the Premier League because you just don't fancy it. Right? I know I've been there before. I've been in a nowhere near the same level, but do you know what I mean? Like I've been in mm-hmm. that position where I'm looking for excuses. You're playing Super League and the odd noise in the background or suddenly it gets a bit loud and you start getting annoyed where actually if I'm playing in the public, that noise does not bother me at all. But the minute I'm in that situation and it's an excuse, I'm looking for it and I'm using it. Right, yeah, and, and that's what that's what Gezi's doing right now, and it's starting to wind me up. I could tell. Really tell us how you really feel, mate. Yeah. I, I tell us how you really feel, pal. He's got all the ability in the world. He's proven that the last few months, and, and proved me wrong more than once. But it's just getting a bit repetitive now, and a little bit boring. And he he needs to decide if he wants to be a professional dart player and get over, get on with it and get over it or he wants to be a professional winger and look for excuses when it comes down to the biggest tournament. Because yes, he's a two-time Grand Slam winner, but actually, his record in majors that aren't the UK Open and, all right, he had a Players' Championship run, it's pretty poor. I mean, he's made the semi-final of the World Championships last year. One-off. <laughs> it's like me with Glenn Durant being the best player in the world. Uh, right, we'll hear from Does It Now. Obviously, top of the Premier League, four points clear at the top. Uh, here he is talking with Phil Bars after his win. Ben, many congratulations. It's another two points on the board. The last two nights, it's been some stuff to die for. Tonight, a different side of you, but still important. Uh, not intentional. Um, I'm in the heat of battle with Gezi Price. Um, you know, I've said so many nice things about him over the years. Um, I hope there was no disrespect from my point of view. I shouted because that's how I felt at the moment, and uh, that's a massive win for me. When you did let the almighty stream out we heard it up on the balcony here was that almost because he'd been giving it some like you weren't going to be bullied on that stage yeah yeah 
pretty much so, but it was premeditated and that was the problem. And if you look at my last 15 darts before that, I don't think I hit a score over 100. Um, but I was waiting to shout and scream. Six, three rings the bell, seven, whatever it rings the bell. Um, it was premeditated, big mistake, and I'll, I'll rectify that. No eye contact from either of you at the end there. Strange, because normally you're yeah. both both good with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nothing from my point of view. I was just in the heat of battle, and uh, I was delighted to get the win. And uh, yeah, uh, there was no, no disrespect on my point of view. I was just glad to get over the winning line. Back to darts, the last four nights couldn't have gone any better for yourself, could it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, four of the best players in the world, seven points. It's good, I'm showing a different side to me. No more Mr Nice Guy now, it's, it's about me. I've got good people around me this week, that's important. I haven't got the entourage, I haven't got a huge amount of Borough Massive, I've just got good people around me and uh, I feel strong. Yeah, uh, I feel good, I feel really, really good. Currently on 16 points. The last five years, 19 points will get would have got you to the playoffs. Is it just a matter of ticking those off? When well, my manager said 18 points, so if he doesn't, you know, if I get 18, I don't get through. There'll be real problems, and uh, and uh, he'll be getting sacked. Once you get to that magical 18 stroke, 19 points. Yeah. I know you keep saying it's all about the top four. It's all about the top four. Once you've got to that, is it then all looking at winning the league and 25 grand bonus check? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, Phil. Um, I'll snap your hands off for fourth place right now, same as last night. Um, but I, 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 I know inside there's a 25 grand bonus there, so I'm fully aware what the situation is, but I'll still snap your hands off right now for fourth place. Obviously, the final's not until the 22nd of October. Do you feel, if the final's at the end of this, that you could go on and win it? Because you are the man that is in the best form out of all eight right now. Oh, because I've got another six weeks, eight weeks with these flights. Um, the flying so well, um, so that makes it even more dangerous. Come October is my philosophy really, and I'm already thinking, you know, the World Championships now. I'm really happy with my setup. Target darts are happy. Uh, you know, I'm talking to Gary most nights after my my games, so everybody's happy, and you know, my camp is really good. You know, I've, my wife's here this week. You know, my manager. It's all, it's all really good right now. Looking ahead, Gary Anderson tomorrow. How do you prepare for Gary Anderson? Because it's been such a mixed bag yeah. from him over the last three nights. You don't know which Gary Anderson you're going to get. So how do you prepare for Gary tomorrow? Well, I think you've answered me a question there. I'm not really sure well, what Gary Anderson. If Gary Anderson comes from the guy who won two world championships two years ago, then you know I don't have a hope in hell because nobody in the planet could touch him. Uh, so I guess I'm hoping that... Um, you know, my style of play, you know, has he performed his best against me? Uh, because I guess when he's played a Michael Smith, a Van Gogh, and he's, it's rat-a-tat-tat, you know, one of the big strengths this week I've realised is that people don't like playing me and uh, hopefully Gary's the same. But he's an amazing man, an amazing player, and uh, so excited to play. Pleasure as always, Thank you very much. Thank you, Phil. OK, game two on the night, but game three for us is the duel of the Scottish World Cup teammates. Uh, this one, Gary Anderson getting over the line against his compatriot and, and teammate. Um, but it, it wasn't plain sailing for Gary early on, was it, Joe? Uh, that could be an understatement. Uh, yeah, look, this is a very odd, odd game of darts, Mr Garwood, I found, I thought. There were some brilliant moments in there, I'll be honest with you. Like, when he goes 3-0 up, I think, uh, you know, Peter Wright, I think, you know, OK, here we go. This is the Peter Wright that we've seen over the last couple of days. He's been really on fire and all sudden. The, the 102, by the way, when he hit 20 bullseye double 16 to go 2-0 up, I thought was outstanding. Um, it, it just... And then, obviously, he goes uh, to go 5-2 up. He goes and hits the 127 and game. Um, but... Uh, there was that, obviously, trouble 20, trouble 17, double eight for that. And I just think he seemed to lose his way a little bit. There were big moments in games where he just seemed to me that he just didn't quite have it. You know, he missed a couple of darts at a double in the ninth leg, and that sort of let Gary back in. I know he'd won, you know, a leg before then, but he sort of let Gary back in. It just didn't... When he, when he went 5-4 down, uh, uh, down, Gary Anderson, when he got that break of throw, I just thought, this is going to be the moment where Peter Wright will fold here. Because Gary just seemed to really 
flow back into the game. And uh, do you think in Peter's mind he thought it was job done? Yes, I think there was some aspects off at five two. Do you think he switched off and just like job done? I've got the result here, or I'm cruising towards it. Say that, but I, I say yes, but. I think there was an aspect to that. I think Peter Wright knows that the only way you're getting the job done against Gary Anderson is when you hear game shot on the match. Yeah. Because it's Gary Anderson. Like He can just turn it on at will. But it was an absolutely unbelievable end to the game. And Peter Wright had one stage averaging 107. Both players in the end averaging 101 uh, in that game. But I think just double hitting just seemed to go down there. You know, checkouts was 5 or 12 for Snakey. 8 of 18 for Anderson, so he's carving out more chances, even though um, he hit more 180s, uh, did right. It was just a very odd game. Gary just producing shots at the crucial moments, and that's what you've got to do to get wins in this Premier League, it seems. And, you know, Wright's still in the top four on 12 points, and now Gary's joined him in the top four, and uh, those new darts gob are shite, aren't they? Rubbish, mate. Get rid of them. <laughs> Bit of mark. <laughs> I do not. Yeah, I, I like, was. Uh, I'm, I'm still you know, not 100 convinced, but they're getting in results. The phase two is a there are moments, for him. and I still think there are moments, and I still think there's an an air of slight lack of consistency, maybe at times, because mm. of the range of performances we've seen from Darius four nights. But at the same time, we've seen that before with his with his other darts, and then he have a setup and whatever because. That's unfortunately the way that, that Gary is right now, and I think that might be the way Gary is for the rest of his dying career. You're just never going to know which Gary's going to turn up. So, yeah, they're, they're working for him. They're getting him results. I think he'd be more than happy with the start he's had in, in the Premier League bubble so far. Um, it's just whether he can continue that in isolation, being far away from his family, that obviously we know that are more of a priority to him nowadays and getting on with just playing darts. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, um, you know, it's a big moment for him tomorrow, which we'll come on to. Obviously, plays a league leader, which is massive. Uh, but for Snakey, uh, like I said before, it, it just seemed to fall apart for him a little bit on the doubles. He, did, he didn't quite match his scoring um, after 5-2, and Gary just turned it up a little bit. Again, I don't think this is a, a damaging defeat for Snakey. I still maintain he'll be in the top four, but... Now he's got a hell of a lot of work to do if he wants to be top of that pile come uh, come night seventeen next week. Yeah, he has. Uh, again, it's not damaging. It's it's early days in this phase of um, in this phase of the Premier League and and all sorts. But um, he it would have been nice for him to get the win tonight. Obviously, the, the more points you can build up, the earlier, the better it is for him. So. While it's not the be-all and end-all that he got a win tonight, he would have liked it, especially against the Gary that's been so up and down for the last few weeks. Big win for Gary Anderson then. He manages to get the job done against Peter Wright, 8-5, and here he is talking with Phil. Gary, many congratulations. Battle of the Scottish teammates, and you've come out on top, but you've had to dig deep to do so. Yeah, I, I, I kind of settled. You know, I was, I was trying hard at the start. They were going okay. You know, Peter, like I say, I did get a couple of legs that was down on a double or two that finish. And he banged in these big uh, checkouts, you know, which really did hurt. Uh, I went, well, let's get as, as many as legs on the board as possible. 5-5, five, five, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I've got a wee chance now. Can you keep on about this dodgy action that you've got that's not quite working properly, but to reel off six legs in a row against the current world champion, he says it's not that bad, surely. Yeah, but if you watch my throw, I never actually ever watched myself play darts, but I'd like to sit down and watch what I was like back in maybe 2016, 17 and 18 compared to how I'm, how I'm throwing now. It doesn't, it's hard to explain, it just doesn't feel comfortable. You know, it feels like the, the body's giving it a bit of, a bit of that. I know you keep playing it all down, but you're sat here again. You've got that little glint in your eye, that that little smile. That's because I've got clean glasses. <laughs> back into to the clean top, back into the top three. Gary Anderson's doing some bits, isn't he? Listen, I'm plodding on. You know, I I don't put in the time these boys do. You know, they they, they all expect it and they're going to do this, going to do that. I'm just here to play darts like I've always done. You know, and it's uh, like I say, hopefully give me a, give me a chance and I'll take it. Everyone keeps on about the young guard coming up through, but as we're sat here, the top three is Glenn Durrant, Peter Wright, Gary Anderson. Does that just show that 
well, if it's you add, not, if you add, all about the yeah, well, if you add their ages together, I think we, it adds up to about 70, does it not? <laughs> you get a smell on his face, look at him. Like, <laughs> does that just yeah. show, though, that it is still all about you guys with experience, and that's where it really matters? Yeah, well, you've got, you've got to remember. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of young Nathan. I, I, I love watching Nathan Aspel uh, play, you know, but he's had his two years now. I think next year that's just that I'm, that I'm starting to defend anything. So this will be good to see he, he, he bounces on this because I think he's a cracking player you know I think he, he'll do really well but you know now he's starting to defend he's up there like I say these boys have got to now stay up there for the next five, six, seven, eight, even ten years now so it's, it's going to be hard you know we, we talk about Michael Van Gerwen getting beat a few times he's been up the top for so long now people don't realise you know when he gets beat oh he's done he's, oh he's finished now he's lost to get that lad's been up there for donkeys, you know, it just shows you how good he is. You know, even with the youngsters coming through, yeah, he's lost two games. Will the next lose the next two games? I don't think so. Considering the roller coaster that you've been on over the last two years, that you were winning titles, you back went, lost interest, coming back, COVID, to win this, would this mean more than the other Premier League titles? Listen, I just want to play there. As, as, you know, we had a wee chat with the, the Dutch crew today. I would rather get beat playing well than win a game playing terrible if you know what I mean I just I just want to go up there play how I, sh I should play or how I, I used to play when I lose it doesn't matter you know as long as you put on a good show and you play well if the boy beats you hands up he's, he's outdone you you know and that's all you can say but I'd rather lose playing well than win playing bad Glenn Darren tomorrow if you can turn over the league leader then you're right in the mix for top spot yeah Glenn, I'll tell you what Glenn's played well you know he's, he's shut a lot of people up you know he's, he's been on stage and just through darts old school see <laughs> Gary pleasure as always and we'll see you tomorrow chat thank you very much thank you Philip. okay final match of the night and two players that it wasn't desperate times for the boys but you felt like they both needed the win just to get themselves back on track a little bit Gurney obviously carrying a bit of form after his great escape but Michael Smith not really getting the points that his performances have perhaps deserved over the last few nights um Michael Smith getting over the line in this one in the end there, Jar. Yeah, I mean, I actually thought this was desperate times. I'll be honest with you. Certainly for Daryl Gurney, he had to win tonight to have any chance of sticking with the top boys um, in, in that top four race. But unfortunately, he didn't. And I think, realistically, I think that's his Premier League done and dusted. Um, for Michael Smith, it's a huge win. Especially after last night when he, when he, when he lost the point that he should have had. He would have been towards the top of that table, he would have actually gone above Gary Anderson and into fourth place had he managed uh, to uh, hold on to the point. Um, he might have gone into third, to be honest. He might have been level with Michael Van Gerwen on second place in terms of uh, leg difference and, uh, and points as well, which would have been amazing. So it was a very scrappy game again tonight. I, I, I thought this was a, what I call a professional job. Gurney didn't look any great. I mean, he was 3 for 17 on the doubles, couldn't find a double to save his life. And to be honest, though, Gob, I thought after the third leg, when Smith missed seven darts at a double, and then Gurney goes and steals a leg, I was thinking, hang on a second, this is going to be like night eight all oh, over again. It's going to be like night ten all over before. again. We've seen that before with Smith at the minute, haven't we, where he just hasn't been clinical enough on the doubles despite absolutely dominating in legs and matches. But, yeah, he got away with that one, um, did pick up the leg in the end. And I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's the Smith that me and you claimed pre-event to be about to win this tournament. Uh, I think I've changed my mind on that a little bit. Not a little bit, quite a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just not sure that his doubling is, is where it needs to be um, to do that. Um if it was, then he'd have picked up far more points than he has over the last couple of nights. His form in the bubble after last night was joint second worst with Michael Van Gerwen. The only player that had worse form than him in the bubble was Rob Cross. Mm. So, but, but the performances didn't really say that. But the fact that he's not picking up his points and wins just makes means he's constantly making his, his life harder to qualify and be in a, a decent position. And that puts pressure on yourself. As, as you're going along so yes he probably has deserved more but that was that was a much needed victory for him tonight without it being essential 
crucial. Do you know what I mean? Like he he could have got yeah. away with it, and he still got the opportunity to get away with it later on in the Premier League. But he he won't be crying over the fact that he's picked up two points against a very average Daryl Gurney tonight. I'd say, do you think that that's his uh, Premier League done completely now? Realistically, he ain't going to get anywhere near the top four. Yes. I don't know because we we saw this from him last year. He got away of it, got this sneak into that five forwards, you know. And he is possible. He he's very much a juggernaut of a player. If you get him with good momentum on form, he can produce four or five results in four or five nights that that see him suddenly rise up those rankings. He just needs that bit of grit and determination about him, and a bit of desire to get away to get on with it. And I'm not convinced that he can go and produce the 100-plus averages that we've seen from him in the past, maybe, on mm. the consistent level. I still think he's got the ability to do that, of course, he? but I'm just not sure he's going to do it as often as we've seen him do before when he went on to win the Grand Prix, etc. Do you know what I mean? So, still a quality, quality outfit, but, yeah, I'm just not sure he's going to produce that regularly enough to force a position in, in the top four right now. I just think there are far too many top-level players playing top-level darts at the minute that makes that very, very difficult because every time he's going to pick up points for the next few weeks, so are other players that are competing for that top four. Yeah, That's just the way the fixtures and the way the Premier League works. So he's got a lot of, lot of work to do to, to catch up with that top four. And whilst the great escape was brilliant and it keeps him involved for a lot longer... I just don't see him making the top four right now. And that's just not put a dampener on anything, not put a dampener on his ability. It's not writing him off or anything. I just think the escape was brilliant, but he's got too much to do now. He needed to keep winning and keep that momentum from the escape as long as possible. And he, he seems to have lost that a bit already. I mean, he's got a minus 13 leg difference as well. So that's an extra point, essentially, with everybody else in the Premier League having a plus leg difference. Uh, so that's a big, big thing for Daryl Gurney to overcome. But Michael Smith stays in the race for the top four. And here he is chatting with Phil. Michael, many congratulations. Hard-fought victory up there. Just sum up how you're feeling after the performance. Happy for the win. 50-50 on the game. But I've played two mint games and come off losing. So it's nice to know that the B game is still good enough. Just uh, the B plus and the A plus uh, are the ones that's losing my matches because everyone keeps saying turn up. So I'm happy, two points, just a bit gutted the way I played. Was it important that you banked back straight away after the huge disappointment of last night? Yeah, of course, last night killed me. I was texting the missus saying I've finished and done. But lucky enough, I dug deep tonight and took my chances. I gave him a few chances. Lucky enough for me, he did what I normally do, don't take him. So it looked, thankfully, I stepped in and did take him. What was it like last night going back to your hotel room? Because we saw you walk out and you looked absolutely devastated. Was that one of the worst night's sleep you had? Yeah, I fell out. I think I got to sleep at five in the morning, half five. Just going through things in bed and it wasn't nice. It wasn't a nice place. Got in the room and I fell out all cold. I was nearly grabbing my shirt and ripping it off. And everything. <laughs> but, nah, it was, as, soon as, I, as soon as I woke up this morning, it was a different day. Seen Nathan, Nathan said he wanted to text me, so he felt a bit bad. But it's not his fault. My fault, I miss not his. They just come down out of practice and things burnt back in my head and got on with it tonight. As Dan said, we were chatting to Glenn and he said you've been the best player over these nights. It must be frustrating for yourself knowing that the game is almost there, that it's like last night for spells you were just unplayable and it's just that one leg that's costing you at the moment. It's not only tonight, in my mind, I'm not the best player in the PDC. I just don't hit the doubles and I've not had the break that someone else has. I've given myself so many opportunities to do it, the match play, the world, everything. Just haven't took him, but the minute I do take him, like Michael did in the Grand Prix, I know my game's as good as anyone's in here, and I keep proving it. 107 against Gary with, what, three out of 18 on doubles? 102 last night, and I think he had five out of 18 and five out of 19. And you're looking at their doubles, and they're like 80% and keeping the same average as me. So I know my scoring's up there. I know it always has been. It's just I've just got to put into practice now with them doubles. I've been doing for six weeks, not missing a thing, and I come here and I look like an idiot again. <laughs> it's an absolute mental league that you're only a point off second place it's that close if you can just get on one of these runs and just put three or four results together then the playoffs are there for the taking yeah um, I think it's Milford because I come, come to Milton Keynes knowing I had 10 games but five wins have put me on 17 I'll be close and I was hoping to get the five wins straight off the bat but <laughs> no it's, I thought five wins I'll be on 17 normally like 16, 17 gets you in and I was just thinking about I kept going through my mind and turn out I'll be off Gary playing mint and I thought 
and close again, Rele uh, eliminated here. Uh, luckily enough, I beat Rob and then messed up last night. But in three matches, I've gone from third to sixth to third to seventh, and now back up to fifth, I think. And I'm, well, I'm four points or five points from top, I'm only a point from second. So it's weird this year. Tomorrow is the game against Nathan again. We saw Nathan tonight look devastated that he didn't get anything out of MVG. I think it's a good time to put that right knowing that he's coming off the back of a big, tough defeat. No, I think Nathan is like me in a way as well. He's clever. He knows how to put things behind the back of his head. Like when he first got, he's been PDC for six years. Or people forget that he's been doing it now what two years, right at the top of the game. But the four years before that, he was getting beat off everyone left, right, and centre. Wasn't picking up much things, and he was clever. He kept coming back the day after, battling hard and fighting. And it just proves if you can bury the attitude with things, you know, the next day it's a lot better. Have you known a tournament like this? Because over the last five, six years, Michael or Gary have always been the huge favourites for this. But this year, this is wide open, this league, isn't it, though? Yeah, I think the year I made the final, I lost four matches, I think. And two of them to Michael, and I still only finished two points on top. And this year, I think I've lost five now and six points. But yeah, I'm only still only a point from top, and there's still seven nights left. It's weird how tight it is. I think... Darrell is what now? Is he on six? Yeah. He's only two wins from going back up. Yeah. If he beats the right people, he's back, he's back straight in it. So it's just weird. It's like it's like uh, Liverpool and where the league and everyone else is fighting for third and fourth and stuff like that. United, Chelsea, and Leicester. That's how tight it is. Just so many losses, but yeah, they're losing at the same time. Do you think Glenn is out of? Do you think he's out of outside of the top? Uh, I don't think so because if I play Glenn, I beat him. Michael, I want revenge on him. So there's four points gone if you win the same night it's weird because it, how mad it's been just everyone's losing to everyone yet Glenn has been Glenn has been me I didn't think Glenn would do what he'd done this year I just thought he'd get so nervous coming into it being his first but he's been mint in this Michael pleasure as always you're welcome Cheers, Michael Smith there talking through his victory over Daryl Gurney and this is how the table looks after night 10, Glenn Durrant, of course, top. Seven wins, two draws, only the one defeat, plus 22 leg difference, 16 points on the board. He mathematically, I think, needs two more wins to guarantee himself a place at finals night, uh, which would be an amazing achievement for him in his debut year. Marco van Gerwen is second now after his win tonight. It's Nathan Aspinall, 12 points with a plus eight leg difference. He is one leg clear of Peter Wright in third, also on 12 points with a plus seven leg difference. And then Gary Anderson comes next. He's also got 12 points with a plus three leg difference in that final spot for finals night. Uh, Michael Smith is fifth with a plus seven leg difference and 11 points. And then Nathan Aspinall comes sixth with 11 points and a plus three leg difference. Going Price is on nine points with a plus six leg difference. I can't go into the top four, even with a win tomorrow. A big, big loss for Gezi. Uh, tonight and then Daryl Gurney minus 13 leg difference only six points realistically I think his Premier League hopes are over Phil Bars now joins us uh, from the Milton Keynes bubble uh, Philip a very good evening to you on a very wet Friday night in Milton Keynes uh, I'm sure uh, th this is a very I, I, I guess it's a very strange night it could be one of those a season defining nights uh, if you want to go down that road. How are you? Good evening, gentlemen. Yes, fine. And like you say, it is very wet and wild here in Milton Keynes. We're getting battered by this storm again. Oh, deep joy. And we had just about every weather element in the Marshall Arena tonight. It was a little bit frosty early on, shall we say, and it got illuminated near the end. So I think we had just about everything. Okay, so... Again, for for people at the start of the show, uh, obviously last night I called out Marco Van Gerwen saying that he's still a crisis. Glenn Durant's not the best player in the world. In short, not the greatest 24 hours uh, for me. <laughs> um, but but before I absolutely concede this, uh, again, Phil, I said this to Gob earlier, I don't think that this is a performance where we can go to Michael Van Gerwen. It's like that moment in Harry Potter and, and uh, the Order of the Phoenix. He's back, you know, when calling these fudge walks down and sees Voldemort there. It's not that sort of performance of Mark Van Gerwen. That's a very niche reference, by the way. I like Thank it, you. but that's a very niche reference. Thank you. He Thank knows you. I love Harry Potter. He knows I'm I love Harry Potter, that. that's why. What's that, sorry? <laughs> you know I love Harry Potter, that's why. Absolutely right. We know that. The Hogwarts, <laughs> the Hogwarts letter and everything like that. Um, you know, son, but, you know. 
Absolutely. But this, but what I was going to say was is that whilst there isn't a moment where we have to sit up and take notice and go, he's back, this is a potentially season-defining win for Marco Van Gerwen because he got away with it playing rubbish by his standards and also as well with Nathan Aspin, although Nathan Aspin wasn't at his best tonight, but it was Van Gerwen that got the win. That is a crucial moment which could set the, which could, which could like the blue touch paper. More importantly for me, as out of context, Herm would say, this man has got a serious set of bollocks. <laughs> because... that's, two, that's twice in a row you use that <laughs> reference now, which is great. Uh, uh, at 4-1 Dan, it looked over, and he dug, and he fought, and he eye-gouged, you name it, he did it, and he found a way to win. And there was a couple of big celebrations that you could see. The last 48 hours, I think it's hurt him. Because mm. there was a steeliness about him. Yes, Nathan let him off. He missed big numbers. The the seventy when he yes. did the big five springs to mind. Yeah. But yes, it wasn't he's back, but it was he still cares. And that's more important. Because ability and confidence will come. When you don't care anymore, like Barney did, it's time to go home. But tonight that showed me that he still cares massively. Yeah, I think you're right, 100%. Like, I don't think we were questioning his desire, maybe, but I, I just think he switched off the ball for a bit and maybe that was a lack of competition and, and still might be, to be fair. I, I still, yes, it was a good result for him, but I still don't think he, he's back to the invincible Michael Van Gogh and we, we used to see him. But it, it was a good performance and a much-needed performance from him when it mattered the most. Yeah, 100%. And... Considering it's been a 48-hour crisis, he's still second in the table. But doesn't that That's show... But say, doesn't that show you, though, in a way, just the sort of standard that he's had over the last seven years, in particular in his Premier League? Oh, 100%. The standard that he's 100%. set is mind-blowing. I'm going to go out limb here. Go on. And people, I know, will jump on the bandwagon, but that's why he's the best player ever. Because the standard he's set oh. is, is higher than anyone else. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. You know that. You know I always say that Michael Van Gerwen is the greatest player, talent-wise, to so pick up a dartboard. But that's just going to just jump on the, oh, the comments tomorrow when this goes out. For God's sake, why have Look, you done Phil, that? Phil, Phil Taylor is the most successful player ever. Fact. Yeah. However, yeah. Michael Van Gerwen is the best player ever. There's a difference. In, in two nights, we've proclaimed there's a new best player in the world <laughs> and the, the, Michael Van Gogh is the best player ever. We are going for the wrong. big... We're about to say we're going <laughs> for the big statements on this. We're not shying this, away so, here, are we? No, we're <laughs> not going for... Listen, this is how we roll in. There's too many others that sit on fences and get splinters and won't ask dodgy questions or give dodgy opinions that are all nicey-nicey. Bollocks to that. Let's tell it how it is. <laughs> I love it. I mean, um, I'll tell you yes. you're wrong. Phil Taylor will always be the greatest player ever, but... He's not. I'm sorry, he's not. <laughs> like, he really isn't. He's the second greatest player to pick up a dart, but not the greatest. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm with PB on We this don't one. have enough time on tonight's show. Let's <laughs> move on, shall we? Do you know what? <laughs> you, you, know, you, know this bank, you know this Bank Holiday Monday live lounge special that we've got? Is it just going to be basically best in the world and best ever for basically half an hour of each of us arguing about who's the best player in the world and then who's the best player ever? Uh, listeners, in, I'm sure you'd be absolutely thrilled to watch that one. In the words of the great Wayne Model, yes. <laughs> Come on now. Yes. Um, oh, that, wait, wait, can we go back? Where, how long has Waymardle been the great Waymardle? Since he won the World Cup walk-off. Since he's now a double world champion. <laughs> he is a double world champion now. He's a double world champion. I'm surprised Sky haven't put that on the graphic. Um, serious note, though. Well, uh, they put uh, up for Nigel Pearson the other day, so when they can work out who's who, they might do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Here's a question then. We'll talk about the other stories tonight. Obviously, Michael Smith getting the job done, professional job done against Daryl Gurney. Gary Anderson coming back against Peter Wright in particular as well. Glenn Durrant, though, against Gerwin Price. Um, Gobbs uh, not shied away from uh, telling everybody how he feels about Gerwin Price. Um, as much as we want to praise Duzzer for getting the job done tonight, and you know he's only two wins away pretty much from, from, from the playoffs... It's not a great look for Gezi tonight, I don't think, from what's been flying around on socials. Look, 
I don't know what happened off on stage. Obviously, Gezi's original post that's been shared all over social media, if he felt that way, that Glenn was deliberately banging and clunking, I'm not saying he is, I'm just saying that if Gezi genuinely feels like that, then vent it in the right way. Like, tell the people up on stage, your match referee or whatever. Um, do I think Glenn did it? No, because he's not like that. Um, but, look, some people, I remember, who was it saying? MVG oh, was talking about in general that he said when he plays James Wade, that James Wade wears big, heavy shoes and they do clunk more. Where a lot of the younger pros now wear plain black trainers, but certain players are traditionalists and still wear old fashioned big clunky shoes. So it might well have been making a noise on stage, but it doesn't condone what was said. Mm. Agreed. It's like um, I say, it's not a great look, is it? It's just not a great look at all for Gezi because he's three points off the top four. He's He's in a position there where, you know, he wants to win. He wants to get and stay in that race for the playoffs. I get that. But it's just at times he at times he lets himself down because he can be, on his day, there's no better player to watch in full flow than Kerwin Price at times. This is, this is why I say, I remember Jason Tame saying to me once that he tells his players, do not switch your phone on for an hour after the game. Because by then yeah. you've calmed down. The temptation when you're still raging to put something that you later regret is too much. And you think that state, that post went up, what, two minutes after the game had finished? Yeah. So, look, cool, cool down. Don't say something in the heat at the moment that you'll later regret, possibly get fined for, pulled over the coals for, or, or whatever. So, look, there, there's lessons to be learned all round from annoyed social media, shall we say. I mean, I'm very much aware that it's what we do in our job, but I'm still swaying towards the opinion that I don't think the players should be put to media that early. Yes, I know it mean longer nights for us and longer hours, but I just think in the heat of the moment, I'm not sure it's absolutely essential sometimes for them to give the interviews the way they do. I think yeah. that would be... Admittedly, this is social media, so this is him going out of his way to, to yeah, make the, the comments. The, the, but the, 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 at the same time, between... there are some environments where I just don't see why we put a camera in front of those players straight after him. Same with oh, all you know, sports, to be honest. Oh, yeah, no, I agree 100%. You go back to the worlds when James Wade was saying on a side game. There's no way that Wade should have been put straight in front of a camera like he was. No it's way. Like Barney, wouldn't it? You look at Barney last year. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, I do agree that everything's judged on circumstances and everything like that. And sometimes you've got to take a look at the player and go, no, he needs time. Um, which, to be fair, Dave Allen at the PDC, that's why he's up there with the very best. Because sometimes he, yeah. he, he will say, no, he needs 10, 15 minutes before he comes in, which he said to us numerous times. But like yeah. you say, with social media, that's out of anyone's control. That's down to the individual that picks up the, the phone and the iPad and... And does it, but going back to the game, Glenn Durrant's B game, still high nineties average, still some whopping finishes, and like we said, currently is the best player in the world. I think we've got Joe on that one. No, go on, Joe. Tell me he's not right now. He's not. He's not. He's well, not. Who is? Peter Wright. He's not. But who is he? Because he lost again tonight. Well, he lost because I've two. The reason he why lost I lost because is two was doubles. He got complacent. He lost because two was doubles. Lost six legs on the spin. He lost because of two missed doubles. That was what it was. If he'd have beat, if he'd, two if missed he'd doubles have in six legs, the best player is the best player in the world is better than that. That's not no necessarily. No matter how we talked, no matter how necessarily, we talked about Michael Van Gerwen. Michael Van Gerwen was the best player in the world. But you even talked about Peter Wright being the best player in the world after the Masters. Like, and that was when he, and that was when Michael Smith had chances to beat him in the final. That's yeah, like saying I missed a nine dart. Six legs him. in a row. What was that saying, Phil? That's like saying I missed a nine dart. I missed the first sixty. Not necessarily. <laughs> It's not necessarily. <laughs> I did that no. tonight, to be fair. 
<laughs> Did you? Oh, shame. <laughs> no, look, look, okay, here's the thing. Peter Wright will come back stronger. We all know this. And I, I cannot have, even if he does win the Premier League, okay, and I know we go hashtag what's a major. It is the biggest non-ranked tournament of the year. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But until such time as that Glenn Durant has a TV title under his belt, I cannot call a player that hasn't got a TV title and about the best player in the world. I can't do it. it yeah, but it right now, when was, when was the last TV title event? Well, a match play six weeks ago. And he, he lost it. He bottled it in the... It. Well, he didn't bottle it, excuse me there. He lost in the semi-final. Best players in the world. Best players in the world. Better in the time off. The best players in the world, Gob, do not lose semi-finals. They go and clean up tournaments, especially no, especially with a with a final four the way it was. With a quarter-final run that he had against Vincent van der Voort, he only just scraped over the line. He then goes and then loses to Dimitri van den Berg. Now, Dimi is a quality player, but. Rankings-wise, we are thinking that Glenn Durant beats Dimitri Vandenberg, okay? And do not take this as if I'm absolutely slagging off Glenn Durant. I love the man. Sounds He's it. Absolute... Well, no, hang on a what, minute. What? Hey, you're worse than Duffy on Peter Wright right now. <laughs> my, my, my point is this, all right? I've met, I, I've met Glenn numerous times. I think he's a quality player. Oh, and... friend. Yeah, and in my opinion, he is in the top two or three players in the world right now. I'm not disputing that, but I'm having to go with the with a harsh criticism because that is how we judge the best player in the world. The world number one currently, Michael Van Gerwen, after two straight defeats, we, I was calling it in a crisis. I judge very harshly on this show, mainly because I can't throw a dart. But apart from that, <laughs> right, it's just, listen, until such time as does her picks up that TV title, I cannot call him. In the PDC, not in the BDO, obviously, but in the PDC, I can't call him the best player in the world. It's just my opinion. Every, opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one and they're usually full of shit. All right? That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. So, so when, he, when he wins the Premier League, will you agree with her? Uh, oh, are you going down that road now? Are you switching picks? Are you going with Glenn Durant to win this Premier League? No, I'm going with him to win the league phase. I don't think he'll get over the line. That's not a TV title, Gob. <laughs> no, come on now. If you're going to call it, call it. Go, don't, don't chicken out of this. If you want, if you want to flip your pick, that's fine. I do, but it suits your choice, not mine. So I don't want to say what it is. <laughs> oh, I love this show. After it's great. That, this show it's is just absolutely. Interest. Just winning the league, not counting as a trophy, because Arsenal used to count finishing the top four as a trophy for years. Moving on oh, very quickly. This is descending into a fast. This is descending into a fast this show. Uh, what's right. going on here? Literally, what is going on here? Quickly, performance of the night. Uh, Phil, uh, no, Gob can go first tonight. No, 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 Phil goes first tonight. Phil goes first tonight. Phil oh. goes first tonight on performance of the night. Performance of the night, that's tough. Really not tough. Not for me, it's not. Not for me, it's not. Performance of the night. I can make a case for all four winners, but mm. because of what it meant, I'm going MVG. Because if he loses tonight, I don't think he makes the top four. So, you for that what? reason and what it meant from 4-1 down, I'm going MVG. Do you know what? You, you're taking, honestly, you're taking the words right out of my mouth. I was, if, if Aspinall had won that game tonight, I was going to come on the show and say, he does not make the top four. And I, I'm with you. You said that last night off air. Don't be cowering or behind it now. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I, said that if Aspinall, I said that if Aspinall beats him, I said that he won't make the top four. No, That's you what didn't. I said, and then God. you're just like, I think he doesn't make the top four. <laughs> <laughs> My performance of the night is you, Jar. What happens? What happens? What happens off air? Managing to just keep in a straight face off on air, saying no, no, I don't believe of you, and then flip flopping the minute we stop recording, mate. It's a brilliant act. What happens off? I thought performance of the night. 
I, I thought what happens off air stays off air on this show, but clearly not the case. I'd uh, be no, throwing but... a bouquet of flowers at you if you're in the theatre right now, mate, because you're putting on a dazzling performance. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. I, I was Stand up and take that... a bow. Go on. MVG. <laughs> MVG, niche, very niche. This is descending into an absolute anarchy, this show. I love it. Um, No, look, okay. Okay. MVG gets performed tonight for that reason. I'm still not sold on him making the top four, Gob, but he's got more of a chance now that he's second. How about that? Can we call call that as the the, the sitting on the fence like, uh, like some others that Phil's already talked about tonight? I'll let you have splinters. that. Just, just be careful those splinters, mate, because I'm All not right. getting the tweezers out to get rid of them. Who's your performance of the night? Moving on. I just told you, you. Oh, thank you. You're doing a fine <laughs> job. You're doing a fine job. <laughs> and, if, uh, and if you had to pick a darts player for performance of the night? Gary, massive comeback. Yeah. I, it, it wasn't exceptional, but he did as MVG would say, the right things at the right moments when he was up against it, against Peter Wright, um, who was seemingly over the line. Um, I just, it was class. and It was two very well-needed points from Gary. Keeps him in contention for the top four, which I think he needs to do because he will have those odd nights where he drops off like he did on, on night two of the resumption against Gezi. So the more points he can build up, especially from positions where seemingly out of it, it is massive. Moving on then, very, very quickly to look at ahead to night 11 at the Master Arena. Saturday, of course, 7 o'clock, we get underway. Daryl Gurney versus Peter Wright. Michael Smith against Nathan Aspinall. Gary Anderson against Glenn Durrant. And then Michael Van Gerwen takes on Gerwin Price to round off the night. Uh, Gob, game of the night there for you, potentially? Are those four? The last one. Gerwin v Gary, because... Uh, not going with Gary. Gary versus Michael. Oh, right. Gary versus Michael. I just think after tonight as well, there's, there's a little bit more emphasis on on Gezi's performance. Um, can Michael back up tonight? Because he hasn't done for a while. Let's, let's be fair, he's still on that bit of a rut. Was tonight a one-off? Or will we see him with that fight and desire to come out? If he does come out firing or guns blazing, does that motivate Gezi even more? So they bounce off each other. I just think that one's got a lot of side stories around it, especially after tonight's action. PB? I'm going Duzza and Gary. Again, side stories all around this game that if Glenn Durant wins, he's pretty much home and hosed. If yeah. he loses... He still won't tell you that, though, will he? No matter how many oh, times no. we ask him. No. Until it's mathematically certain, until it is mathematically certain, he even said, actually, no, I'll tell you what, Phil, he even said last night that he wanted 18 points. So if he does go and win tomorrow night, talk to him about that. There you go. Uh, So you've got your 18 now. Looking looking at the stats, he needs 19 points. 19 points in the last five years has got you into the playoffs. So, And I I think, and sorry to interrupt, just to cut in there, I think that because of the way fixtures are and all that sort of stuff, that if he wins both of those, both of his games, he actually mathematically qualifies for the top four. Yeah, quite possibly because everyone else is so tight that they're going to beat each other well, or take points off each other. Well, you look at well, you look at this. Michael, Michael, Michael Smith and Nathan Aspinall currently um, eleven point are on eleven points. Does is on sixteen. Yeah, the maximum they can get. Yeah, I, th- I think I think he can. You know, I think he can. I really believe he can. Too he's much mental. Maths, uh, 10 yeah, past um, 11 at yeah, night. I've had six pints. But there's so many side stories around that because if Gary goes and wins, he blows the top four wide open again. Yeah. And great. then arguably, he put, and arguably, he puts himself in contention to go and top the table. Um, there's so many side stories around that one game that not only that, if Glenn Durant wins, since the resumption of the Premier League, he's drawn with the world champion, beaten Michael Van Gerwen, beaten Gezi Price, beaten Rob Cross, and beaten Gary Anderson. That's some resume if he wins tomorrow. Yeah, it is. It is. But I'm telling you, the best on... player in the world right now, though, is he, Phil? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. 
anyone would think I'd sent a line out there fishing for someone to jump on. <laughs> he loves the he loves going fishing, is our Phil. Uh, the game I'm looking forward to more than anything is actually Michael Smith against Nathan Aspinall. And the reason why I'm looking forward to this game is because it's it's a rematch of the game that we had uh, on Wednesday or sorry on Thursday, excuse me. So only two nights ago. Uh, by that point, when it comes from, from judgment night, and Michael Smith will want to put it right after how the, the game collapsed for him against Nathan Aspinall, he will want to put that right and get himself into the top four. Of course, he can put the pressure on Gary um, and also Michael um, at that point. Obviously, depending on what happens to the Peter Wright in the first game, we don't know, but he could theoretically jump to second at least for a little bit as things stand if he wins tomorrow night. Same with Nathan as well. Both of them. Both of them can put the pressure right on. And I know I said it before, and I'll say it again. If whoever loses that game tomorrow has got a hell of a job to make the top four, particularly if, if the top, if, if second, third and fourth win. So that game's massive, absolutely massive. And I, for one, cannot wait for it. Well, this show has been an absolute anarchy but, uh, towards the end, but I've loved every second of it, as I always do. I blame uh, Phil Bars until he turned up. Absolutely. <laughs> Phil Bars and Jack Gobby Garwood, thank you very much for joining us as always here on the Premier League Daily. Well, what a night indeed. Again, in Milton Keynes in the bubble, Van Gerwen beats Aspinall 8 6 for his first win in three. Ango second is the crisis, in inverted brackets, over. Glenn Durrant continues to amaze in the Premier League. 16 points now, four points clear at the top, three straight wins, four wins in five. It's a ridiculous, a ridiculous work for Glenn Durrant as he beats Gerwin Price 8 4. Gary Anderson wins six on the spin to beat Peter Wright 8-5 and goes into the top four himself. And Michael Smith stays in touch in that race for the top four with an 8-3 win over Daryl Gurney. Join us tomorrow, 7 o'clock, onlinedarts.com for the uh, live blog. And uh, everything else will follow uh, with that as well. Make sure you follow our Twitter feed and Facebook feed and Instagram feed. Just search official online darts on any one of those platforms to find us. And then online darts TV on YouTube. Subscribe there right now and you'll get a uh, reaction. Uh, with every single winner in the bubble, apart from Mike, Mike Van Gogh, of course, is feeling unwell. Um, joining uh, with Phil on uh, in Phil after each game. Also, as well, make sure you join us tomorrow for another Premier League Daily. We'll be here after night 11, see how the table looks after another probably sensational night of darts. From us all, take care. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.